This is the Spirited Talk podcast. Conversations and much more about connecting with our friends and lost ones in the spirit world. And now, here's your host, Trevor. For many years, I've been involved with the work of communicating with the spirit world. The Spirited Talk series of podcasts are part of my way of not just continuing to educate myself, but to share that knowledge and wisdom with you, the listener. My guests are specifically selected for the time-served experience in this incredible subject. By hearing their stories and their experiences, together we can expand our own knowledge and realise that we too can connect with the spirit within us. Before I introduce today's guest, take a moment to subscribe to this podcast on the platform you're listening to it on now. And you can find out more about these series on our website, spiritedtalkpodcast.com. Now, let me tell you a bit about today's guest. Today, my guest is talking to me via Zoom from her home in the Netherlands. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest is Rose Barkioa. And welcome back to this incredible story that we're getting from Rose, who joins me again from the Netherlands, from her home somewhere in the Netherlands. It's good to see you still on screen. Are you ready to continue with this bombshell story you're telling us? Yes, I really am ready to tell you more bombshells today. Well, let's just rewind the clock a little bit and let's go back to those early days of talking with spirit. What were your family's views? I mean, you sort of said that your mum sort of disapproved it, but there must have come a point where your mediumship and your spirit life is really catching up with everything. How did they accept that? Well, I put my mother in a classroom where I was teaching and I think that was the first time she saw me smiling and enjoying it a lot and because of my grandmother's pain and struggle with it and her remembrance of it of that period in her life she now could see me smiling and doing something I loved a lot and that's where the balance came in for her and now they are really proud and okay and love what I am doing Uh, she doesn't understand what I am doing and it's not something she wants to understand but she's okay with it In the UK, there is still this tendency, even in the modern times that we're in, there's still this tendency for people that don't understand the subject to what we call mock it, to take Mm -hmm. the fun out of it, to make us look like fools and idiots. Yeah, and I recognize it. I I Ah. spent my younger years fighting it and showing people what I did and telling them over and over again what it is, what I was doing. But nowadays, I'm just okay with who I am. So I don't have to shout off the roofs what I am doing. I just am. But in my younger days, I was a bit of a rebel. So I wanted to turn everybody over to the spiritualism uh, energy. <laughs> I wanted to see everybody talk to spirits. So I was uh, being being on the barricades, we call it. You are standing on the barricade shouting out your uh, beliefs and nowadays I'm a bit more calmer. Unfortunately, that's the downside of an excited student that comes into spiritualism or becomes a medium. They're so excited at the beginning, they tell everybody, but unfortunately, they usually don't have the knowledge or the education or the knowing to be able to answer some of the things that people will say. You know, if somebody just simply said to them, prove it, they're stuck. I had experience one time, uh, a colleague of mine, he asked me what for course I was doing. I was doing a three-year course, mediumship with Nicole de Haas, and he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, no, I'm telling him a bit about what I was doing in uh, meditation and getting into power and connecting with spirit, but also connecting with myself and with people. And it's a lot of fun stuff. And he was like, okay, then do it then. Now, 
on the spot. And I was like, I'm not a monkey. I'm not doing a trick for you. I was like, oh my God. So you you get that uh, sort of reaction. And nowadays I think it's nice because it gives me the opportunity to explain. Exactly. You now have the education. Who were your first heroes? Who were these sort of role models that you really looked up to in spiritualism? Funny thing is that I had some deceased uh, mediums where I looked up to. Estelle Roberts, for, Estelle Roberts for me was, I heard her story, I read her book and I was like, oh my gosh, she's wonderful. She has such great energy about her and such passion for mediumship and her work. And so I was, yeah, I would love to have seen her uh, in the flesh. So I recently spoke with Minister Simone Key on the Spirit Talk and she recommended a book from Estelle. So I bought that book and I've read it. It's really remarkable. It is, it is. She was a wonderful um, lady. Yeah, and, and, and we had an interview on the Dutch television a couple of years ago with Paul Jacobs. And it was really funny because I saw it a couple of weeks back uh, again. And it was a younger Paul and I was a younger Rose. But I remember watching it. It was on a late night show. And I was like, oh, my gosh, he's talking about me. He's talking about me. And he was interviewed about mediumship in his work and his work at the AFC. And it was a really young Paul. It's really funny to look back at it uh, at the interview. I was recalling him and I was seeing him and I was like oh my gosh this is me so Paul for a long time I followed him around a bit did he have hair yeah he had a bit of hair yeah not a lot but he had a little bit of hair and also Daniel D. Hume Okay, that's a new name to me. It's an old medium. Uh, he worked with physical mediumship. I probably think he's from Scotland and he was born in America, if I'm telling it correctly. But he, he could leave the room with his chair and end up in the fields. I remember reading years ago about a gentleman called William, I think it was William Egerton or Edgerton. And he used to hold seances in his garden and people would have a party in his garden. The chairs would be run in a big circle and he would lie on a table and he would levitate. In front of everybody, broad daylight. You just think, wow. I like I like that kind of uh, mediumship stories and energy. And I've read a book, The Art of Mediumship. I don't know if you know it. Uh, yeah, it's a bit strange because I don't not uh, the the author is not on the on coverage of the book. It's Elaine Cusimus. She's a medium. And I think she offered herself up for information and somebody else wrote it down. But I never get it right if I have to talk about the author of it. Is it Helen Hughes? It's from Schiffer. That's the company who has made it. It's a lovely book about seances yep. and old mediumship. And you had some, you said deceased. There's nothing wrong with that. Heroes that were once on this planet. Were there any mediums on your televisions and did they sort of get your attention? No, the only one that I knew of in my time was Uri Geller. We didn't have any medium TV. Oh, that would be lovely to have a medium TV uh, with only mediums on it all day long. So you, you never got those programs on your television? No, we didn't. We didn't. The first program I saw of a medium was from James from Prague. That was the first one. I had a lesson from him in a workshop a week. Uh, he, he's lovely. He, is, he has got a great energy about him. Fantastic medium as well. I've seen him in Brighton. Yeah. Uh, it was Tony Stockwell and James Van Prague. And I yeah, we, we had them both here in the Netherlands too. It's oh, a nice combination, I think. Isn't it just? What about somebody that you look up to these days? Uh, Lynn Cottrell for me is uh, energy and uh, because of the energy of mediumistic and the combined combination of them too. I, I love to watch Lynn. I also follow online lessons with Lynn because of I like to trigger myself. I like to be in a constant state of development. And uh, 
she does a really good job online. I really uh, enjoy it a lot. And she talks about the philosophy, but also about uh, the pioneers and the old energy. And she let us paint with uh, Van Gogh and Rembrandt. Lovely. Never thought of it to connect with one of the great painters of the Dutch and uh, make a painting with them. But uh, she did and she challenges me. So that's... Uh... She did do a podcast for us recently. In fact, she's done four episodes for us all together, two from her pod class and two from her story. And she did hint that there was somebody famous in the spirit world that worked with her, but she didn't want to tell the public because obviously it's something that the public will take the mickey out of. And uh, Yeah, this is really lovely fun. because the last Sunday she gave a lesson. I um, remember sitting in the power and I'm feeling Rembrandt and I was like, oh my God, bollocks, not again. Because I have to say it. And, and what what will people think of me when I'm saying I am feeling him in this uh, practicing uh, position? But I was going ahead with it and I was painting. And afterwards, we have to chat with somebody. And this time, it was a lovely lady from Austria. It's really international because you are online. So it's really nice to do. But uh, I was talking. I didn't say it to her. And afterwards, Lynn connected with us all. And she said, oh, uh, wait a minute. I have to say one thing. When you are connecting with somebody in spirit who is a famous painter, then believe that you are connecting because you are in the connection and spirit is in the connection and they love to paint. They love to make art. They love to work with the energy. So why don't they come in? Mm. Ask yourself the question, why wouldn't they come in? You are doing something great. They like it a lot. So why not? It was really strange because I was thinking, I'm not going to tell it. I'm not going to tell it. And Lynn was saying, tell it, tell it, because they are here for a reason. They want to enjoy painting again. Lovely way of, of teaching. And, and um, she inspires me a lot because I teach myself. And yeah, I like it a lot. Well, she is obviously a remarkable lady. I've just learned a couple of words from your language that I'm going to put into our language. So there's, I could be a paintist. Okay. You just said that a minute ago, a, a paintist, not an artist, a paintist, or not a painter, a paintist. A paintist. No, it's not. It's a mixture of the, the paint. And earlier on. <laughs> no, should, should I call it in the Dutch language? Uh, ik ben een artist. Oh, yeah. Ik ben een kunstenaar. And earlier on, you talked about one of the examiners at the college and you called him an examinator. Yes. Oh, I like that word. It's, it's like a terminator, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, to me they're just examiners, but no, 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 they're no, no. they're examinators. <laughs> yes, they are. They examinate you if you're not good enough or if you are good enough. <laughs> Listen, Rose, we need to get back onto this story. We're wandering around like those cows that you go and visit in the field here, Rose. It's it's fairly obvious to me that you've really taken to the the spiritual education. When were you first inspired to come over to the Arthur Finlay College in Stansted? I think it was in my second year of mediumistic school. I did a three-year development course and somebody was talking about it. I think it was Nicole de Haas. I don't, yeah, it was Nicole. And she was talking about it uh, because she was studying to be a tutor at the AFC. So she was telling about going there for the weekend and getting her lessons. And I was like, oh my gosh, it sounds really good. So I looked it up and I was like, oh, it looked like Hogwarts from Harry Potter. I have to go there. That was my first feeling about it. And I didn't think... I just uh, looked at the courses and I was like, oh my gosh, this is it and I'm going. I've got a friend down in Bournemouth called Rose, who whenever she talks at the Arthur Finley College, she calls it Hogwarts. So, so that's quite common. It, it is. It's a strange feeling. But uh, I know, uh, I remember I booked 
And I remember I paid with my credit card and it was not something I do uh, often. So I was like, oh my gosh, what do I need to fill in and how does this work? And it's really funny because I had booked and I went downstairs and I didn't tell my husband that I was going to England. Oh, really? And I was like, oh, uh, maybe I have to tell him I will be gone for a week. That would be a good idea. When you were at the college that first time, do you remember any of the tutors that were there, apart from Yes, Maynard? I do. I remember them all like I was there yesterday. It's really strange. Chris Drew was one of them, and Andrew Menship. Mm-hmm. We had Jenny Gomez, mm-hmm. and Kitty Wout was there, and we had Minister, oh my gosh, what's her name? And after that first occasion, that week, you went home and said, I'm coming back. Yes, definitely. I went back every year, except this year because of the corona. It was a big bummer for me because I had a lovely course and I was really looking forward to it. But I booked now for 2021. I think it's in June I book now. Uh, I go back every year, one week, because I think uh, education is really important. Connecting uh, is really important. And being in the AFC gives me the opportunity to be with spirit a whole week uh, without the clutter of my life and energy around me. Yes, absolutely. Where would you say your personal strengths lie when you're connecting with the spirit world? Do you think it's more in the clairvoyance or the claircognizance? I always say, and I don't know if it's correct, but uh, I call it clear knowing. Uh, My knowing is strong because my feeling is strong, because my seeing is strong. But I work with the three aspects from knowing to seeing to clairvoyant, you call it? No, clairvoyance is clear seeing. That's seeing objectively or subjectively. Yeah, clear seeing. uh, But I also can hear and smell and taste. Really? Yes. Claire Augustus, is it? Augustus? Yeah, I think I have I have it all. Yeah, yeah, you've certainly got issues. Okay, so moving on. Oh. <laughs> really bad. Oh, gosh. Do you recall your first ever reading that you gave to someone? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I well, don't. Well, obviously, a bit of detail might help. Yeah. Maybe. Um, It was a bit strange. It was a woman and she called me and uh, she was like, oh, you are a medium. Yes, uh, I think I am. I pretend I am. I don't know, because uh, I didn't uh, do one earlier with payment. I practice a lot, but not a paid real consult. Uh, So it was my first one. And I was like, yeah, okay. And uh, and we we picked a date. And I was like going to my, I, I worked on an attic. Really mysterious really good place for a medium to start her business. And I was remembering, I drove uh, to my place where I went for my work and I was connecting with her father and mother. And I was like, no, that's not possible. I have to connect with one. And I was like a bit going back and forth between mother, father, mother, father. And I was like feeling and saying, hello, hello, what's what's the meaning of this? What are you going to do? Because one of my teachers told me to always start with one person first so my mind was in the energy of starting with one and I felt two so I was uh, making coffee and she was arriving and I was like oh my gosh I still have got two help I need one I need one and I was so buggered about it yeah that's a good English word that yeah and uh and I was sitting and I was like oh my gosh can you give me one 
so I can start at least. And then her father turned out to be the one who wanted to start first. And uh, I went on and it was a lovely, lovely consult with a lot of evidence and a lot of feeling and crying and connection and healing. And afterwards she said, can you give him, can you give me his name? And I was like, oh my gosh, I give you so much. And now you want his name. And I'm not particularly a good medium working with names it's not my expertise so i was like uh, i can give it a try but i couldn't get his name and uh, she went home and i was like now this is the end of it all it really felt terrible because she wanted his name and i made a really good contact and it was really it was a bit wondrous it was lovely and the energy was so high and it was so lovable her parents were there and they were telling her how good she was doing and um, they were uh, giving her pointers and there was evidence and all of it was correct. She wanted his name. So it learned me a lot. It learned me a lot about the expectation people have Mm. when they come into a consult. It's really quite interesting, isn't it? Because let's imagine your father, my father rang me now on the phone and I picked the phone up and I went, hello, and he goes, hello, son, how are you? I wouldn't say, what is your name? Oh, it is exactly. But yeah. I was I was twenty years old then, so I didn't I couldn't explain to her the importance of the beauty of the message and everything in the consoles. I was just flabbergasted about the fact that she wanted a name, mm. and I couldn't get her name. So I uh, connected. I went back to myself. I am a people. I always look at my thing in their situation. I always uh, look in the mirror and see what I can do better or did wrong or huh? I'm a really an analytic person to myself and in, in mine I, I, I am going in that now <laughs> in my way of working I always connect back to myself and to spirit did I did did I do good I always feedback and I was like this is not good this is not good so it really turned me off on the whole mediumship uh, at that point And later on, with studying and extract knowledge, I learned to explain in my consult now how I work. And it's really important to know how you work as a medium and what you can do for people when they come to you, but also what you can do for spirit. Uh, And to explain it uh, in forehand before I start the consults now lifts a lot of the expectation of the people who are coming to consults. We'll look at that in a little bit more detail, but for the minute, we'll just take a short break. Spirited Talk and the podcast playlist are free podcasts. If you would like to make a financial contribution to the project, please visit our patron page at spiritedtalkpodcast.com and Spirited Talk Podcast is all one word. Thank you. Hi, I'm Nikki Havelock, author, medium and intuitive coach, and you are listening to Spirited Talk Podcast. Hi, my name is Shelley Yule. I'm a spiritualist medium and spirit artist. Come and join us on the Spirited Podcast community. It's a wonderful family. You're listening to the Spirited Talk Podcast. Subscribe now to be part of the growing community. Go on, your spirit knows it's right. And welcome back to the second half. I've got that Rose Barkioa. She's on the line. She's on the Zoom. She's staring at me on the screen. She thinks she's going to continue with her story, but she's not because it's time to do the Arthur's Challenge. 
Are you up for one of Arthur's questions? Yes, I am. And you promise that you will answer it honestly? Yes, I will. Do you know, there's a sincerity about Rose that I don't actually believe. But never mind. Um, Maybe it's my redhead. <laughs> yes, yeah, she has a redhead, but it might not be really. So, right, here we go. Number between one and ten. Give me number one. Arthur, have you got number one? Here is your chosen question. Question one. Would you ever consider doing a mediumship demonstration at a nudist camp? Oh, I would love to. I really would. <laughs> My parents, uh, they went to the naked beach when I was younger, so I don't have a problem with naked people. Really? Yes, really. It could be funny. Oh, my God. I think Spirit uh, uh, loves, loves it too, all those naked people in the room. <laughs> I, I, wow. Well, yeah. I mean, but you would do it. You would. You yes, would do I a would demonstration do in the. In Why the, not? Why not? Maybe um, getting naked and getting into the experience of a mediumistic uh, demonstration give you a lot more goosebumps than uh, when you have clothes on. Wow, you might call them goosebumps. It would be funny. <laughs> but no, on this occasion, Arthur, good question. So good there, question. Yes. Yeah, anybody there in the Netherlands that wants to book Rose for a reading, no problem at all. And that's it. You don't need to wear anything special. In fact, just turn up nude. Now then, let's get, now let's get back to this story. For <laughs> goodness sake, pull yourself together, man. I would really do it. <laughs> Did you actually, Rose, go and sit in circles yourself before you run them? Yes, I did. I did. We don't have a lot of circles in the Netherlands. That if you want to sit in a circle, you have to make them yourself or you have to create them. Um, I'm fortunate enough to have a lot of people around me who want to sit in a circle uh, and who, who really enjoy sitting in circles. So I never had a problem uh, creating circles, but maybe it's also because of my shamanistic way of living and teaching. Uh, I created circles there too. So the people are already used to creating a circle, working in energy, and it's not not so different from a circle uh, when you sit for mediumship or when did you connect the love of the outdoors and the love of animals and nature? I saw a movie and it was about an Indian and uh, his journey. It was a film about him making his fishing quest into the world and uh, rediscovering himself and his name and the way he was connected to nature and what his role was in his community. And I was looking at it and I was thinking, that's what I'm doing outside. I'm always on a fishing quest. And uh, it connected with me. It resonated with me deep down inside. I recognized something. And for me, it was just turning what I was already doing into something with a name. So it's more like you are doing it and then you're hearing the name and you are connecting with the energy around it. And you are looking into it and you are seeing the knowledge behind it. And you are like, this is me. This is what I'm doing all those years. So it really was uh, a coming home. Did you start to explore shamanic courses at the Arthur Finney? Yes, yes, I did. And I read a lot of books. I read always my books in English. I don't know why I'm doing that, but that's how I read my books. And that's a really lovely uh, way to connect with the energy because there are a lot of books written about connecting with nature, uh, connecting from a shamanistic point of view. And also it's, it's a way of life for me. It's uh, mm -hmm. in shamanistic energy is all around us and energy is in all everything around us. It's all one. And uh, for me, it's uh, how I see people, how I see nature, how I see the energy around spirit. 
we are all one. Have you met Maureen Mernon? Yes, I did. I did have once uh, had a course of her here in the Netherlands. It was really kind of funny because it wasn't about shamanistic ways. It was about trans mediumship. And later on, I uh, followed her and I learned that she had a whole shamanistic way of seeing and being and doing. And uh, I've got a drum of her here with me. Yeah, it is really nice how sometimes things connect with each other. Because I was thinking about a new drum. I had had a drum for over 20 years and she was not feeling well anymore. And I'm a little bit older. So it was not my drum anymore. She felt young and I felt older. And I was like, hmm, you're not connecting with me anymore when I'm playing. And I was like sending out to spirits, I need a new drum. Can you send me somebody or something or some signal where I can find my new drum or do I have to make my drum? And Maureen Mernon uh, placed a day after my thinking a uh, post about a drum with red hair and a story about Ireland and it connected. So there you are. And I was like, this is my drum. <laughs> yeah. And you you say about that. I, I, I often, this happens to all of us, I know, but I, when these things happen, this um, almost synchronicity, it's like a, a beautiful validation isn't it it's a beautiful it, is. it really a, is when, when somebody like you like maureen or whatever suddenly appears in your life just after you've discovered something for yourself it's like wow yeah it is it's, it's it's i'm going to use the word again it's intertwining of energy it's not the english word it's my word um but it's the energy connecting and it's such a lovely way of spirits to encourage you because i told Maureen, my story, why I needed the drum to come to Holland, why I needed the drum to come to me. And she was telling me after my story, this is really strange because I had the uh, coverage of the drum laying in my cabinet for a long time and I didn't know what to do with it. And three days ago, I suddenly get the urge to make this drum. So it connected a little bit more then and all the things together make it for me a really magical experience. What she does, she lives in Cornwall in England and she goes out after midnight and she has black stuff on and covers herself up and she finds animals and she skins them straight away. Doesn't kill them, just skins them, takes the skins off, stretches them over the drums and it's very nice. You're taking a piss out of me. (laughs) I was thinking, oh, I'm doing the same thing. How lovely is this? There's a connection we have. I'm going to the woods too in my black cloth. Yeah, going out this night and there'll be some yeah. wild boar walking around and next minute you're there with a knife. Come here, I want to yeah. drop. Could happen. Yeah. Funny enough, I did. It's, it, this is funny, the synchronicity, because I noticed yesterday or the day before Maureen posted two more drums that she's given names to and she's put yeah. them on Facebook. It's quite... Yeah, mine has a name too. I've forgotten it because it's Irish. <laughs> No, it's an old Irish word about connecting with nature. The drum connects me to nature. Technoloch, something like that. All right. It's really Irish. Uh, back, 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 back in the days, Irish. And then you decided you needed to make your own circle, which eventually became the academy that you're sat in today. Yes, I'm running a circle now for a couple of years. And now we have turned into a transphysical circle. So we are sitting not whole in the dark. It's a bit shimmery light with the cabinets in the energy. And it's just a lovely way to connect with spirit. And I think if you do circle work, don't expect 
anything but expect the world because when you expect the world spirit will give you the world in energy and it's such a lovely way to connect to deep connection uh, between man and spirit and i always uh, come out of the circle happier than i went in so it's a great way to experience the energy and the connection between spirit and human and uh, yes i have built my own centrum in uh, in the netherlands but tell us exactly where and what is it is uh, it- in in the little place i uh, live in Bieden. <laughs> And I'm sitting in front of the window looking outside and across my street is a little pub. So we have a pub to go afterwards to get a drink. But I was looking to do something else. I was a manager for a long time and I became sick because of working 60 hours a week and because of not listening to my feelings and just go about with my daily business. And Spirit was knocking on my door to do something with my mediumship and I didn't do something with my mediumship. Shit. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I didn't do something with my mediumship. Uh, I uh, left it a bit laying in the closet and sometimes uh, I will pick it up just like a book and do something and then put it away again. And uh, There was a big urge of doing something, but I didn't listen for quite a while because I'm a bit stubborn. And I live in a in a small village, so it's not common to start a business and, and put on your window you are a medium. So I struggled a while with it, and I started my first academy on the other side of the town. Uh, and I called it Inspirational, uh, Intuitive, Creative uh, Art and Mindfulness. So I kept it re- rather safe than telling people what I was doing. And everybody was turning up into my shop and saying, what are you doing? And I have to explain it again. So that was not a good energy to work in. So I stopped there and I moved my whole place to the other side of the village where it's uh, much calmer. I'm sitting across the Catholic church. It's really lovely. <laughs> in between the church and, and me. But I uh, I give lessons and I work with my mediumship every day now. And uh, it's it really is a variety of all things uh, coming together. Uh, also my shamanistic way of working, living. And I help people start their own businesses when they are medium and don't know how to start. So my management skills are also still available I give demos. I work a lot with flower energy, with trees. We go outside. So we do a lot of things to connect with spirit in all sorts of ways. I like to experiment a lot. And you did tell me yesterday in the interview that you're hoping to get some qualifications through the Arthur Finley College. What what are you looking to move into? Well, I'm looking to expand my way of working. And now I am online connected to the SNU. And I'm SNUI. Yeah, you have SNUI, but you also have SNU. Yeah, absolutely. And I have both of them now. And through the SNU, I'm going to do the healing. So uh, I'm going to be a healing, how do you call it? Gekwalificeerd, qualified healer. Do you call it qualified? Certified as well. Certified, yes. So that's the first step now uh, in going to England. And the dream is to go to the AFC and study there to become a tutor. Well, that's fantastic. So you call your centre Soul Samana. Tell us about that name. I received it from one of my guides. I have an Indian guide and he helps me a lot with healing energy. And I was like feeling and sensing what to call my centrum and connecting to spirits and one day uh, soul came through and i was like okay that's okay soul uh, it's about soul work it's about connecting with soul energy so that's that's fine but it didn't felt quite ready yet so i sit for a few days with spirit and connected and blended and asking for is there something more to to the name than i now have encountered and nicest thing is i work with flowers for as long as i can imagine of uh, remember and Jenny Gomez on the AFC told me about flowers and medium mystic 
So it was a whole world going open for me and again connecting with something I knew was possible. So the flowers must have for me be in the name, but I didn't like soul flower. It was too flowerish and I'm not a flower shop. So I wanted something else and I was finger spitting, we call it here. I was feeling it and I was finger spitting it and I was making it a fit. One day I woke up and I heard in my ear, Sumana, Sumana, Sumana. You have to call it Sumana. And I was like, what is Sumana? I don't know what it is. And I was looking it up and it is an Indian word for flower. Oh, wow. So that's how Soul Sumana came about. And there are a lot of listeners and a lot of followers of the spiritual movement in the Netherlands. Did you take on students and teach them trance, flower reading perhaps? I can teach from A to Z everything you need to know about mediumship and that's because i have a medium guide with me who tells me a lot of knowledge from before and i teach three groups a year now and they are all in year training so we usually go about for two or three years it's a lot of fun to do together and we're really experimental I do not have a less program. I always feel with my spirit guides what is needed, what we are going to do. So yeah, I take on groups and people, but I also teach one-on-one. There are people that do not want to be in a group and will do the development, but do not necessarily want to connect in a group of people. So I take on one-on-one too, and then we go about for six months and we explore mediumship. And can you tell us where they can find you? What's your web web address and are you on Facebook, Instagram, etc.? Yes, I'm really a Facebook girl. So you can find me on Facebook every day. <laughs> I'm a bit of an addict. And you can find me on Solsumana. If you press in Solsumana, you can get my website, www.solsumana.com. Uh, you can find me there, but you also can find me on on, uh, on Insta and Facebook. And if you want to visit Rose's site, Soul Sumana, it is spelled S-O-U-L-S-U-M-A-N-A dot com. That's all one word, soulsumana.com. And I've had a look at that website. I've actually put Google Translate on it. So I've been able to read through most of it in English. And it is an amazing website. There's lots on offer for everybody to get involved. So if you're in the Netherlands, you know, you really need to check this site out. And you, you said you're on Facebook all the time. You're a Facebook baby. I'm a Facebook baby. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's not an English phrase. I just made it up as we were speaking. I but, love it. Yeah. I'm a Facebook baby. It's like Charlie Angel, but in a Facebook baby. <laughs> oh, you didn't watch Charlie Angels, did you? No. You did. You just said it. Yeah, I watched it several times. And you're available or you people can find you on Instagram. Yes, people can find me on Instagram too. I have two uh, pages, one for the art and one for... Uh, yeah, just funny stuff with spirit. Okay, well, I'm going to have to look you up later on that. I didn't look at you on Instagram, but I think I should have. Now then, we're coming to an end, and this has been an, an amazing interview. I'd like you to leave us with a nice long message, but I want you to do it in your native tongue for your your Hollanders. Have I just made a word up? Hollanders, yeah. Nee, it's a good word. Hollanders. Leave us with a, a nice message. Ja, dat ga ik doen. Ik ga hem in het Nederlands uh, ga ik hem eerst delen en daarna deel ik hem ook nog lekker even in het Engels, zodat hij voor iedereen verstaanbaar is. Het geluid van je ziel ligt in jouzelf. Jij bent de uitdrukking van vrijheid. Vanuit spirit laat je jezelf door spirit inspireren. Open jezelf en dans op je eigen toon en ritme. Zet je ritme en tempo vast en volg dan de inner bliss wanneer je dit wil. Vraag spirit erbij. Voel het geluk wat ze kunnen brengen en ervaar de magie en de wonder in de heling die ze je sturen. Verwelkom in je leven, de spiritual world 
en zie het en transformeer naar een creatieve expressie van de bron en het licht within. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. What an amazing message. Do you want it in English too? That would be useful. <laughs> it would be lovely. I'm sure I'll do it in Chinese then. Words of inspiration. The sound of your soul lies within. You are spirit's expression of free will. Let yourself be inspired by spirits. Open up your energy and dance to your own tune. Set your own rhythm and tempo so you can follow your inner bliss when you want to. Invite spirits, invite joy and invite wonder and watch your life be transformed into a creative expression of divine light and power. We won't put this in the recording, but can you say to me um, these words? I was on a building site. I was on a building site. 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 Okay. Good doing. Well, because you said it earlier on, you just used the word um, site, and you pronounced it with an H in it, so it came out as building site. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that's really terrible. That's maybe because I'm talking really fast in Dutch normally. Yeah. Now in English, I have to think a little bit about it, what I'm saying, and then I'm like, recited. What happened there? Yeah, somebody is calling me. I don't know who it is. So I sent a message. I will call you back. No, no I, way. I didn't hear a thing. I didn't you hear a thing. Freddy. I, I, I wasn't examinating you. No. <laughs> Right, some of one of us is volumes popping a little bit, so we've got to be a little bit aware of that. That's um, okay. Um, or maybe maybe it's mine because I see my battery is low. I have to get my charger. Wait a minute. Yeah, go on. Oh, no worries. I, just let you know, I do go to bed around about eleven o'clock. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've got myself a big room, so I have to run. <laughs> oh. It's a classroom. It's a rather big. I, it has to go on the side now. I don't know if the image is good of that I'm laying down. And I didn't do something with my medium shit. Ship, shit. Oh, my God. I didn't do something with my medium ship. Did I make you... Uh, Quiet now. No, no, no I'm, I'm, I was getting everything ready for the ending. No, that's fantastic. I have had a fantastic time listening to you, Rose, today. It has been an absolute pleasure to speak to you. And uh, I know the listeners will have thoroughly enjoyed this. Ladies and gentlemen, Rose Barkiawa. Thank you. And that brings another episode of Spirited Talk to a close. A reminder that there are many ways you can support these podcasts into the future. Start right now by subscribing to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening to it on right now. You are also welcome to join our Facebook podcast community group where hundreds of listeners and the guests come together to be part of Spirited Talk. If you'd like to contribute financially from as little as £5 per month, you can become a partner and access exclusive content and know that you're helping to keep this valuable information source going into the future. You can find out more about this and much more on our website at spiritedtalkpodcast.com. A huge thank you to my partners and to my guests today. From me, Trevor, thank you again and goodbye.